Welcome to Buy and Build, the podcast about buying a business and building in public. Uncover the wins and losses as we renovate our business together. Come along for the ride. Now, here are your hosts of Buy and Build, Nicholas Scalp and Daryl Lim. Yo, what's going on here? It's your boy here, Daryl, from uh, Buy and Build, here with the other co-host, Nicholas Scalp. We've got a great guest today, Tom Mucklow. In case you've seen Tom around, he has some Chinese characters in his name, so you won't ever forget who he is. And uh, he's got some super cool businesses here. He's working with uh, Shopify. He's a Buy and Builder as well. So thank you very much for joining the podcast today, Tom. Thank you very much for having me. Quite the intro, right? Yeah, I know. I don't know. I don't know how to follow that up. I was going to jump in and tell tell everyone about the little coffee cup, my name on the uh, transcript. But I thought I could probably leave that one to the side. Yeah, no, it's all good. So maybe just let everyone know a little bit about yourself and your background, and then uh, we'll kind of get into some of your apps and what you're doing. Sure. So I mean, I'm yeah, I moved to the US about five years ago, six years ago to basically launch launch a UK SaaS businesses US operations. So we basically, back then, we, well, we did uh, address verification for e-commerce companies and sold into like the likes of eBay and Nike and Ralph Lauren and just kind of got a real taste for, I was, doing, I was in the film industry before, I just got a real taste for kind of the SaaS world, e-commerce, B2B, B2B sales, like the conference circuit, working in America, working in New York, like running like B2B networking events, things like that. I did that for a few years and kind of didn't burn out, but kind of felt like I got like as far as I really wanted to go in that company it's very hard like I mean I'm, I'm British as you can probably tell it's pretty hard moving from company to company on uh, the visa I was on so my options really were to like move home or to set up a business and I'd always wanted to set up a business so I'd kind of I'd had a couple of ideas in the back burner and yeah like literally within the space of six months I've now got three businesses <laughs> I kind of <laughs> I, wow. Yeah, I learned, I, I jumped in like as kind of a, like just as a way of quitting my job quickly spun up a Shopify store selling like morning focus supplements. So that's my brand called Aurora. So we, we basically uh, like create products to help people get more out of their morning. So they're all adaptogenic supplements. We're launching breakfast products down the line. But the whole the whole idea is like pe- people struggle with the morning. Like, how can we make that better for you? Like, how can you get up in the morning and feel enlightened and excited to be crushing the morning? So that's that's kind of what that's what I do at my regular Shopify, my kind of my D to C B to C job. It's fairly hands off actually, which is quite nice. I mean, the the beauty of, I mean, what we're kind of going to talk about like apps and agencies and like other kind of third party businesses out there in the ecosystem, like fulfillment centers, even down to like co-packers. Like you can literally spin up a business and run it for about 30 minutes, an hour a day, and it makes makes decent money. Like it's not going to make me a millionaire unless I probably like spend a bit more time doing it but it ticks along and is is kind of quite fun to to mess around with and then like kind of through that process actually just kind of being on Shopify and having a Shopify site I realized with a friend of mine who, who's got a Shopify agency in the UK there was a real need for just on-demand Shopify assistance so like when you're kind of in the the middle between I need a freelancer but the freelancer won't give me enough time per month because I won't be able to hit his minimums or like I need something done tomorrow and they can't do it until like two weeks down the line. And then the other end of the spectrum is like an agency or like a full-time dev in-house where you're paying 
upwards of like a, a retainer of like two grand a month or like a full-time dev is is a ton of money a month if you're hiring them in, in North America. So we've we've kind of spun up a basically a, a kind of a, a Shopify agency focused on providing that segment of the market with design development and admin services. So it's this is probably most of most of my kind of daily work because it's very people-based a lot of like sales a lot of like managing people a lot of managing clients it's very rewarding and it's it's super fun so we built our own SaaS platform really to like manage clients like manage their tickets so that we onboard them and then they just drop in like work for us to do whether that's reskinning a homepage or just like integrating recharge into the checkout whatever it is we basically do that and build per minute. So if, if a job takes 30 minutes, we charge them. It's, it's a dollar a minute. So we charge them $30 all the way up to doing like full site builds as well. And then my, my third business is like just, I, and this is probably more relevant for this, pro, for this podcast about kind of December, I was just chatting with a few, few guys on, on one of, one of these groups. I can't for the life of me remember which one it was probably like probably shop app, Shopify app developers or one of those. And they were just looking to sell off market, sell their, their app that they built, which is just a, it's a pretty standard Shopify upsell, cross sell app. For example, you buy a phone case and it just, th- as you add that to the cart, it throws a pop-up saying, did you want a screen protector? It's like that kind of quite easy upsell when someone's buying something and there's another product that is loosely related. It's just like throwing that in their face in a pop-up and kind of encouraging them to to purchase or, or add it to cart, just increasing the, the average order value per customer. So yeah, those are, those are the three businesses I've been kind of, that's enough, again, is probably about half an hour of my day, just working out how to grow that, dealing with customer support, trying to figure out how to improve it. Luckily I have the agency, which provides me with a fair amount of like development resource to do that. But yeah, that's, sorry, that was a very like, wasn't exactly the quick, quick overview, but that's, that's kind of me in quite a large nutshell. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. You you have a really like eclectic background to get here. Were you always like entrepreneurial? Because it, it you know, the, the story you just told, like you have these three different things, they all kind of came up really quickly, almost out of like, well, it's a pain to change jobs. I don't really want to do it anymore. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've always kind of like messed around like selling shit. I mean, whether it's tickets and tickets to events and booze at university university or like i've had a couple of other little like shopify side hustles like drop shipping stores and things which i mean never really went anywhere but yeah i mean i, I guess these kind of three businesses are all they're all kind of i mean they're all related mm-hmm. the the shopify app i bought as like a means like initially thinking that i could use it as like a top of the funnel for the agency which it does to a certain degree but the, the customers on there are typically like a little bit too small really but then I, I sell the, the app to my, my agency clients. They are three different businesses, but they're all very much in the same like Shopify ecosystem. Like the fact when I'm on a sales call with like a potential client for the agency, the fact that I have my own Shopify site, I think does provide a little bit of credibility and trust. Like I'm not just some, some dude who, who is pretending to talk about Shopify or whatever. Like I'm, I'm there in, in the reeds, in the, in the kind of deep in the mud, like with them, like scrabbling over like, crazy high CPMs on Facebook or whatever, like we all, we all share, share the same pain. So I think, I think they definitely lend, like lend substance to each other for sure. And I thought there would be more like cross-selling opportunities between them, but, but no, but you know, what? it's, it's fun. <laughs> They're all kind of fun. 
So that was kind of the plan in the first place to have like a synergy between all of them. But now that you've found like, you know, there's only certain customers who can kind of adopt that kind of original theory that you had, like yeah. what, what is your plan? Like, how do you intend on growing it? When you're talking about the app? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's growing at like organically growing at about 10% kind of month on month, five, 10% month on month. I'm, I'm messing around. Like what my biggest issue, and I don't know if you guys have Shopify apps, but the, the biggest issue of Shopify apps is the churn. And it's not even just churn because like people find a better app. There's just crazy amount of churn in Shopify in general. People's stores, like people just like close their stores down the whole time. So it's not even like they don't like your app and want to move something else. They just, their store just shuts down. I don't know what the, the Shopify average churn is um, across the app store, but I imagine it's like, I don't know, it's it's a lot. Like for every every client I get, I probably lose half of a client or every two I get, I lose one at least. So at the moment, so part of that is Shopify. Part of that is the nature of, of the app. When you click add to cart on, on a Shopify site, like built in, in, in the liquid is that there are different ways of labeling the add to cart button. So it might just be like add to cart or it might be ATC or it might, and there's like, I mean, it's any which way you could add it. I mean, it will be different in different languages, for example. And the app probably has about, I think it's probably about 130 different sequences it recognizes for add to cart. But at the moment, I'm, I'm basically trying to reduce the churn. So like trying to find, speaking with other stores, find like what stores that have downloaded the app and then maybe like I'll get a message saying we can't get it working on our store. So I'll just basically reach out to them and find out how they label the ad to cart and their theme and basically just like adding those one at a time. It's pretty laborious. But the idea is like if I can reduce the churn to a certain degree like obviously there's this kind of like whole Shopify churn that I can't really do anything about but if I can reduce the churn on the app not working on certain people's stores then I'm going to start putting a little bit of money money into into Shopify ads and just pushing it a bit harder like spending a little bit of money on on acquisition but at the moment I can't really justify that so the moment most of my most of my growth is coming from either me talking about it both on Slack groups Facebook groups pushing out to clients there's a lot of like keywords tweaking I do. I feel like with Shopify, you kind of need to change it, change the change up the kind of the, the copy and the keywords almost on a monthly basis. Like I, th- I think the algorithm just recognizes freshness in, in that sense. So like just making it think that you're kind of constantly updating stuff, even though the app might not be changing a huge amount, but like you're, it looks like you're constantly on the marketing side trying to keep it fresh keep it kind of forward i think the app app recognizes and rewards that also the app store recognizes and rewards that and so yeah that like just doing that every month really kind of keeps it's there's a very good there's a company out of london called sassy who they build apps but they've also got a very good they they basically just tap into the, the the app store api and and pull out all the apps all the rankings and you can kind of see exactly where you are on a month to month basis and how you rank for keywords and things. So I, I keep a fairly close eye on that. And if I start to dip, then I just redo the redo the content to some degree. And that obviously inv- often involves just moving words around. Honestly, I'll take like, you get five keywords, I'll just move them around. So just put five to one, two to three, whatever. Things like that. It's kind of a little bit hacky, but it seems to work. So yeah, that's it. It's really reducing churn and like just doing little hacky things to try and keep my keep my app like front and center of like the main, 
the main keywords, which are like upsells, AOV. It, those, those are kind of the two ones that I, I rank well on. Nice. Yeah, that's awesome. So, so how long ago was it that you actually acquired the app? So I, I was in Puerto Rico when I first started speaking to these guys, which was like December. And I think we closed, we closed in January. So it was about a month from like, Hey, I want to buy your app. Probably a week of negotiation. There was a few other people interested. And then like probably, probably three to four weeks of due diligence. I mean, not that much due diligence, like a, a bit, but it's the thing about Facebook apps is a pretty easy to, you can see the reviews you can, he would just do screen grabs or like video recordings of, of the back end. You could see the, you see the growth. You could see the, he, he'd send me the, the payouts. Like it's pretty, it's pretty, they're not particularly um, complex they're, and they're pretty easy to do due diligence on. Yeah. The thing that took a lot of time actually was the, the escrow for some reason. Like I've done, I've, I've done escrow before I was buying a domain a few years ago and it was pretty straightforward, but for some reason I'm using escrow.com, but it seemed to take forever i mean not my side but like their side but they were getting like really agitated they like handed over everything the payout took like two weeks <laughs> but yeah like i mean luckily obviously it was like they i mean they they chose escrow.com so it wasn't wasn't like it was on my head but um, i could sense they were getting a little bit nervous <laughs> yeah so you've seen like a roughly consistent like five ten percent growth month over month and yeah and so so it's not like it's not like a rocket ship. Like I see some people posting like these like crazy like hockey stick curves of, of the, their app growth. It's definitely not that. I mean, I'd probably, if I spent more time, I could probably, I could definitely improve it. At the moment, it ticks along fairly hassle-free. Like it probably, I probably spend maybe an hour or so a week on it. And yeah, it just kind of, it, it's, it's a nice, it's a nice rate of return to be honest. I didn't, I didn't pay a crazy multiple for it. I mean, I've seen quite a lot of, apps at the moment i've stopped i've stopped kind of looking but i was i did pay attention until probably march but uh, yeah i don't know particularly with micro acquire now it very it, the market feels real froth, frothy there's like people are paying like i saw some guy trying to pay like 9x revenue for something the other day which looked like a pile of shit it was, i mean i could probably like i could probably flip turtle again tomorrow and like and probably double what i bought it for like it's not growing growing a huge amount but i could probably, yeah, I could probably make make a decent amount of money from selling it tomorrow, but it's kind of it's kind of nice to have. It's not much of a burden on my life, and it's kind of quite nice to just kind of earn a bit. It's just a nice bit chunk chunk in my pocket every month, and it's it's like a challenge. It's like a fun challenge to grow it, and like I'm not I'm not originally from a product background, so it's kind of been a useful experience particularly now i'm like doing like a lot of agency stuff we're building we're building apps we build other like SaaS products my business partner is more of the product guy but it's useful having this as like a kind of in for me to learn product and learn how to like build a roadmap prioritize like bits on the roadmap deal with developers like this is, i mean it's kind of something i've done a little bit like building websites but not really like a website feels a bit more it's a bit more tangible, I guess. There's a lot of like inner workings in an app, which are kind of hard to like, like, like get your head around unless you're like, a, unless you're like from a technical background. It's been a really useful learning experience from that point of view as well. And the whole like buying process as well has been, yeah, that was, that was interesting. Pretty hassle-free to be honest, like a bit of a negotiation and then just had a, had a lawyer come in. She was actually great. If anyone needs a lawyer, I can like get in touch. I can connect 
connected from New Jersey. She, she was fantastic, actually. But I think we'll be doing, like, with the agency ramping up, I love recurring revenue. Obviously, I'm from, a, like, a B2B SaaS background, <laughs> dealing with, like, yeah. agency stuff. Like, window, a whole, like, MO of the agency is, like, we don't charge retainers. And I'm like, I'd love to charge for retainers. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, just knowing what you're getting in month on month is, like, is the dream. Whereas with the agency we're kind of we're we're like encouraging work we're like presenting like ideas and people like sign off on it and then we do the work which is great and it's kind of rewarding and no one ever feels like they're being ripped off which is good because it's like you ask for exactly this work and we've charged you per minute for it whereas a retainer it's like taking 5k a month for like some like indetermined like amount of work or oh, we're just running your facebook ads which is probably $500 worth of work maybe I don't know like it kind of depends on like shop to shop but some of these agencies like some of the retainers are a joke but yeah like yeah so we want to probably end up buying a few more Shopify apps or like other SaaS products probably build a few apps as well try and improve the the monthly like recurring like SaaS type revenues is kind of what we're looking to do in, in the next like six to 12 months I just think that's like so funny that you're talking about how the market has changed a little bit and you could probably put it back on and flip it for a little bit more. Like Nick and I were just talking about this yesterday. We we're talking about how the market is like dramatically changed and like there's been an influx in money like all over the place. And, you know, just doing the simplest enough of changes that we've done, like, you know, on our end, we've changed our website around, we've changed the design, we've added different elements like a story or like on-demand video and all these different things. And just adding those elements should be able to like increase the value of the business itself. So then we could sell it if we want, but th that's not the goal at the end of the day. Um, exactly. You know, in having this, in, in having this experience of like buying an app and just based on your last answer, you said you would do it again, right? Like, Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. hundred percent. I mean, I'm kind of, not at the moment the agency is like pretty full on, so I'm not really looking, but I mean, I mean, for, I mean, I say that I had a, I had a call this morning. My business set up, business partner set up a call with a guy selling a basically like they were kind of JS themes, like Angular JS themes, basically. So he he built a load. We built like a program to make them, uh, and he was looking to sell them. But I mean, it was it's a bit outside of our remit. But we were, I mean, Lucy talked about buying a business this morning. <laughs> After saying that, I wasn't planning on doing it for a while. Like literally thinking about it this morning. But yeah, we, I mean, we definitely won't be going for that. But yeah, it's 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 always something like on the horizon. And if something's if something's good value and it fits within our, I say our thesis. It makes me sound like a VC, but I'm like more like like more within our like remit in our wheelhouse in our like within the kind of Shopify ecosystem. Like if it's a if it's a great Shopify app with great clients, I'd pay really good money for that. If that gave me like an in with some like big, like seven, eight figure stores, nine figure stores, like, yeah, I'd pay well over the odds for that. No, but another turtle, like, I don't know, like smaller stores, probably not. But if they've, if they've got a ton of like big Shopify sites, yeah, I'd, I'd pay stupid money for it. Because <laughs> it's just, it's like, it should be excellent top of the funnel for the agency. Yeah. So how do people reach out to you to, to do that? <laughs> yeah, so if anyone's going, <laughs> yeah, well, they can send me an email, uh, tm at superco.io or find me on LinkedIn or like I'd linger a little bit on Twitter. Not, I'm not a big Twitter user. I mean, I'm a big Twitter reader, but I'm not a like super active poster. So those things I've always, for the last few years, I've been like, I need to get more active, but I just feel like a little bit awkward and like 
Yeah. It's, that, it's that beginning, it's that like initial hump where you're just like tweeting into the void and you just feel like a total twat. <laughs> yeah, I, I do that every every couple months. I, I put out like four tweets in a day and it, you know I get like three likes. And I'm like, am I really going to do this for the next six months? I know, I, no, I, think maybe I, not. I, can't, I just can't bring myself to do it. It's like, the, it's just that initial hurdle. And I think suddenly you just get like a little bit of traction. You're getting like 10 likes and then it's like, okay, that's enough like, rewards that I can kind of I can justify doing this on a daily basis but I can't I don't think I've the patience to spend like three months like tweeting into the void I'd I'd find it I'd find it too disheartening I'm like I very much need like affirmation like positive affirmation the whole time and I think that would like it would really bum me out (laughs) yeah just a note on that before you uh, go on, like with Twitter, I always feel like you have to come up with some like witty like tweet. And yeah. I'm like, I don't know anything <laughs> like to yeah. tweet, so it's I'm not like, going to do it. It's either like a witticism or like you got to be like really like on the mo- on the zeitgeist and like, yeah, like hit, hit something really funny on what's going on about like Bill and Melinda Gates like breaking up or like tweeting then I'm a little bit guilty of this, like tweeting like total nonsense platitudes about like wellness and like, oh, like, yeah, like people <laughs> who just tweet crap that people just like, or they've copied it from Naval or whatever. Like, it's just, it's just kind of, there's a lot of nonsense. There's a lot of people who just post absolute rubbish and kind of end up building up a bit of a following. But like, I just, I've got too much self-respect, I think for that. I just can't do it. Yeah. <laughs> But I, love, the- I love it for news like I love it for news I, I reach out to people I connect with people on Twitter a fair amount but yeah, I just can't bring myself to like get over that like the initial like I'm on probably 400 followers like the 400 to a thousand like it's just a, it's a <laughs> trough of despair or whatever it is on the on the on the Gartner hype, hype cycle whatever, however it goes like that's where I'm at <laughs> yeah I, I do think it. I think I, I do you know about big clout yeah, so, so for anyone who doesn't know, BitCloud's like uh, a cryptocurrency version of Twitter and every account has their own like cryptocurrency. It's like a sub-crypto of BitCloud, right? So BitCloud's early enough now that they kind of have this organic reach. Like I played around with it for like a week or two and you know, maybe did like 10 tweets and I have like 400 something followers. So oh, maybe wow. that's a better way to go. You know, maybe you get it. <laughs> you get the I hear this lawsuit in the, uh, in, the, in, the, in the wings for BitCloud though. Yeah, they've been well, like sat on people's like profiles and then kind of like slightly what's the word like strong arming them into joining and then obviously <laughs> you can't take your BitCloud off you're just putting Bitcoin in you're not getting anything out like yeah I mean it's it all yeah. it's all a little bit shady but yeah but it's like I guess the beginnings of a platform I guess if you're early on Twitter it's like people who are early on Clubhouse like mm-hmm. you can build up a following following quite quickly whether you'd want to be a, an, an influencer on Clubhouse is, is is a whole different conversation. But yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm much longer on Twitter Spaces actually. I find I I don't use Clubhouse yeah. at all. I, I tried it a bit and again found it kind of like a rambling podcast where like I didn't really get a lot <laughs> of value from it. Whereas I do actually get a bit of value from Twitter Spaces, I guess because it's a bit more focused on people I follow. Yeah. Yeah. There's the the network graph is built in there. Um, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Clubhouse was very like I open it up and you know, I put all my interests is like, yeah, I really like tech and entrepreneurship. And they're like, okay, great. Here's a conversation about like, you know, this political topic from happening here. I'm like, no, none of that, please. Yeah. <laughs> totally yeah. wrong. And then, and then it like flipped to like how to become like a, an eight figure e-commerce, like, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. your owner or like a digital marketing expert. It was all just like nonsense. It was all just people like fluffing their egos to try and become like 
clubhouse influences it was yeah <laughs> i lost yeah i lost about a week on it and i was like this is this is just kind of rubbish but yeah yeah tw- i'm mean, twitter's definitely the one i'm pretty long on twitter both like i mean as a company i'm kind of a fairly sizable investment in in twitter like a while ago which went up quite high and then plummeted down about a week ago <laughs> but still long yeah. twitter they they seem to have their they seem to have their kind of product roadmap a bit more sorted out now. I guess they kind of the, they realise that probably this is their opening. Facebook's kind of a little bit bloodied, and I mean, literally every every thought leader in the world is is big on Twitter. Like you can mm-hmm. you can learn from the top five percent in every industry on Twitter. Yeah. It's it's such an amazing resource for like learning anything from how to buy Shopify apps to like quantum physics, like whatever the hell you want to learn. Like there is there's a lot of people on Twitter who know what they're talking about and, and you can just create this amazing personalized feed of knowledge just to suck into your brain. I just have to avoid the the trending topics. Yeah. The best it's and worst spot kind of about my daily mail online. Like yeah. <laughs> I'm always like laughing at my friends who just like binge like gossip on Daily Mail online and I like, judge them. But then I basically do the same <laughs> on, like on, on Twitter. Yo, what's going on, buy and build fam? It's Gerald here. I know a lot of you out there are looking to improve your business, and there's no more cost-effective way than with terrific customer support. Our friend and guest of the show, Spencer Scott, is the man behind Median. Median is a new type of screen share software that allows you to interact with every person on your website in real time. It's like Zoom or Google Meet, except it gets installed right on your website, so there's no need to send any invite codes, downloads, or installs. As customers visit your website, all you have to do is click and join the session. Yes, it is as easy as that. Friends of the show, you get a special discount. Spencer and Median are offering 20% off for life to all listeners. Use the code buy and build, all one word. Again, that's buy and build. Click on the link in the description for more details and get your free trial today. So when you go to you know, acquire this app and when you're thinking about further further acquisitions like that, how do you structure that? Do you try and take on debt for it? Do you try and do like all cash deals? And you know, what's your thinking around that? So Turtle was an all cash deal. It wasn't like, I feel like it made it, it didn't justify being, like it wasn't big enough to really to justify like other kind of financing. Like they'd had, they had a ton of offers. So they weren't really that interested in like any seller side financing. Mm-hmm. And I had the money to, to do a cash buy. I totally get the argument of like buying with debt and just kind of gearing up and, and and like paying off paying off the debt, like basically put it putting the onus on the bank or, or whoever you get the money from, and obviously kind of getting getting multiples of the return. I didn't feel like worth it to take out a loan. It just wasn't a huge deal. That being said, future future businesses or future apps, future like SaaS products I'm looking at, a hundred percent. Yeah. So I, mean, I loosely spoke with my business partner earlier this year about yeah just basically potentially putting together probably won't it probably won't be 2021 and probably 2022 it sounds very grandiose but just kind of like a, a war chest of like i mean basically just kind of getting some financing i mean we'll have the business will be or like the the agency will be i mean hopefully turning over like probably one and a half two million dollars a year by then so Basically, yeah, just kind of taking a loan against that and buying up some apps. And I guess kind of doing what you guys sound like you've been doing, just giving them a refresh. Like we've got 
the best thing about the agency is we've got like a ton of design talent in-house. We've got a ton of, ton of development talent in-house. If we buy the right app, so as, as I mentioned, like something that has maybe, I mean, it doesn't have to, doesn't have to have like hundreds of thousands of clients. I mean, it could even have like a hundred. If it has a hundred like great Shopify stores on there that I could like build a relationship with and sell agency services to, like this thing will pay itself off so quickly. I mean, if, if it's like, I don't know what, like whatever multiple I'll get on, on the kind of, on the profits and that profits, like I could double or triple those profits in, in a month in agency services easily. So it just makes, it makes it buying it really quite cheap. Like at almost at any multiple, like at the kind of the highest price someone would realistically pay, like it's still probably going to be fairly cheap to me if I can sell agency services to, to their client, to the app clients as well. So yeah, like that's kind of what we're thinking. Probably go a bit bigger. So I don't know. I mean, I, I haven't mentioned. I mean, do you, do you want me to talk figures or whatever on on here? Yeah, if you're if you're comfortable. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I, 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 <laughs> well, it's, I, yeah, it's but if I I don't I don't want to I don't want to like uh, if I do end up flipping turtle, I don't want people to know what I paid for. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty like it was kind of in low low ish five figures like low mid five figures yeah give, give it kind of that ballpark <laughs> yeah we'd probably be looking probably to raise like get a get a get financing or like credit line or, or whatever however however we do it of up to like maybe 250 half a million dollars and whether that's like and then whether we kind of deploy that in like one or like three apps i don't know whether we kind of it's a blend of of like debt and and also some kind of sell aside financing as well don't know i mean i guess it's very much like very much like each each business is or each kind of projects like however it kind of seems to work out like however we can get it basically just being flexible in terms of how we finance it probably not buying it outright in cash definitely definitely looking to kind of gear up a little bit that's kind of where we're at. We're probably we're just kind of too busy with the, the agency at the moment, really, to to do do much in the way of acquisition. It's it is quite time consuming, as as I'm sure you guys are very aware <laughs> that you end up looking through like a lot of apps. Like I've just got a spreadsheet of like maybe thirty or forty I looked at in quite a lot of depth, which was I mean to be honest, actually that is being really useful. I should probably kind of keep that up to a certain degree because you like just getting a sense of what where the market is. In terms of what people are prepared to pay is fascinating and yeah kind of and really useful to know yeah I, I should probably keep that keep that going i've just kind of taken my my finger off the pulse a little bit of the last few months i i guess have you guys the same are you still looking to acquire stuff are you you kind of happy well i don't even know what you guys bought i'd love to kind of and i'm sure your <laughs> listeners <laughs> listeners are very aware of it like sorry i actually have no idea so we bought online live group fitness company yeah. so it has like yoga, it has hit high intensity yeah. interval training, some meditation on there. We created an on-demand video section and then we haven't done this yet, but we're going to roll out a new program as well soon. Something that we're not going to talk about yet because we're in beta testing, trying to figure things out. Yeah, it's a little bit different from the original plan. We pivoted a little bit and just want to make it blend it with a few different things to make it different than the offerings that are available on the market. Cool. So, but is like a, is there like an, like an iOS app or is it just like a online kind of like a web app type thing? No, it's just straight up on online. You go to like the web, you type in the address and it's like 
piece together with like Zoom and like Restrict Pro, WordPress. And then cool. once we get to a certain point, you know, Nick's a developer. So he's going to integrate it with like some of his developer skills and connect it all together. So, you know, right now it's, it's proof of concept, right? We're just yeah. vetting the product and making sure like, hey, people like this, this is what it works. And then we'll go from there, right? Oh, so you, you, but you, you bought it, right? Yeah, we bought it okay, yeah. in February, February 1st. There's about 120 members. We have a few corporate clients already. Yeah, so it's just about growing that and figuring out how do we continue to grow with that platform and make it different. Amazing. So fun. Yeah, it's, it's great, isn't it? I mean, do you presume, I mean, your, your, your podcast is basically named after, but I presume you read that, that book, Walter Diebel's Buy Then Build. No, Build Then Buy. No, what is it? Buy Don't Buy. Buy Not Build. Buy Don't Build. You know what I mean? We, I've we actually didn't, never heard I of didn't it. Read no. it. I didn't read it. No. <laughs> really? No. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. It's it's like it's like the Bible for built for buying like buying businesses. Well, I'm definitely gonna read that. Buy the book. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's all about acquisition entrepreneurship. Yeah. You guys totally need to read that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I honestly I thought that was like what you named your podcast after. It will um, be in the next episode. Yeah, it's great. It is really good. But yeah, that's that's awesome. Where'd you go? Where'd you buy it from? Was it micro acquisition or like one of the others? Micro micro acquire. Micro acquire. I always get them confused. I also did that micro acquisition course. Did you guys do that? No. No. So Ryan Culp, who actually, yeah, he's kind of an interesting dude. He's, I mean, he seems to be a jack of all trades, like marketing, but a dev. But he. He basically, he bought FOMO. Do you know, have you come across that app? It's like a Shopify, it's quite a big Shopify app, which basically you've, you've definitely seen it around. Uh, in fact, I, I don't think it's, it's just, it's not just Shopify anymore, but it's like when you're on a website, particularly like an e-com store and it's, you're about to like buy some soap or whatever. And it's like pings at the bottom. It's like Daryl in Arkansas has just bought these soap like 20 minutes yeah. ago, but that's kind of what it does. And so he built, he bought that with, with someone else and then obviously kind of grew it. And he's put together like a small private equity, like a small kind of PE fund, like micro, micro PE fund called Fork Equity in which he basically buys, I mean, everything from like, I think he's got some sort of like florist management, like a uh, SaaS product. These are a few more Shopify apps, but he basically put together a little, a little course. Well worth it actually. Well worth, well worth doing. It's not, it's not very much it's like hundred bucks or whatever called micro acquire. Right. What's the, what's the platform? What's the, what's the kind of the website selling business micro acquisition? It's called mm. the same thing. No, one, they, is, one is micro acquire, one is micro acquisition. Uh, here we go. I got it. It's hmm. on course F, micro acquisition courses. Yeah, that's good. Right. Yeah. So, so I guess that's, I kind of got, I, I did, I bought that probably about a year ago, actually. It's like, a, I, yeah. So it's going back to kind of my story. I was, it was, I guess when Corona was kicking off or COVID was kicking off, I was like at home working, being like, my job's not really like that fulfilling anymore. So I ended up just doing a ton of courses, one of which was that. So I guess that's probably what inspired me to start thinking about buying an app. And it was only like six months later that I actually did. But that coupled with the book, definitely anyone listening who's interested in, in buying a business would recommend spending the hundred bucks on the course and, and the 10 bucks on the, on the book, both really valuable. In fact, actually the course, the best thing about the course, I mean, not the best thing, one of the good things about the course, which I used for Turtle, is you get a load of like LOI, like there's a load of legal docs you can use like boilerplate legal docs so i got like loi i can't remember the re i can't remember the rest of the acronyms i use for turtle but i basically 
all the legals I closed with obviously with this lawyer, like helping to make sure everything was, was in good shape, but I saved an absolute ton of money from not having to get her to write a specific agreement, like, or like find like buying one online. Like it just comes with the course and they're, they're pretty good. Like he uses them for like buying apps and buying SaaS products and things. So yeah, another reason, another reason to do the course. Interesting. Yeah, that's great. That's, that's going on my homework list for tonight. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna so, lie. It's not the best produced course in terms of like sound quality and things. I don't know if like I'm, I'm a little bit fussy about that type of thing. Like some of them he's recorded in like, I might have redone them, but like there's one where he's in like a classroom and like the microphone is, is pretty poor, but mm-hmm. content's good. So you've done both things. You've been both a creator and a person who purchases businesses. There's probably a lot of people out there who are always on the fence, looking around microquire or whatever online marketplaces. What's your advice to them? Should they be going out to buy a business or do you think they should be creating? Ooh, tough question. I mean, okay. I mean, so setting up the, the Shopify store, if I'm being honest, the Shopify marketing is like, you're going to set up a store and by tomorrow or by Tuesday, you are going to be a millionaire. And <laughs> they really lure you in and you think like, oh, wow, this is going to be so easy. And like, to be honest, I deal with a ton of, I've literally just got off the call with a, with a potential client who's like in the same boat. And it's like, he's just kind of set up a store and he's like, oh, I can't wait to be like really rich. Like when I tell my, set my store live next week and I'm like, dude, um, just, just like tempo your expectations <laughs> a little bit. Like it's, it's hard. Like starting a business from like, zero is really hard and particularly if it's like you've got to build product you've got to buy product you've got to create a web i mean i've created a website and things that that's not too hard like creating like that kind of things you can do that yourself but like creating product or like creating like a whole like either a physical product or like a digital product it takes time and it's not easy and you might make it and no one wants it so that's that is tough what I've learned of the agency is like, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Like, or, or like, I mean, it's just, it's like, it's a model that's been going for years. People, like people always need that kind of services. The overhead is literally zero. Pretty much everyone who works for us kind of gets charged out to some degree. So we, we, we don't have an office almost like once salaries are paid, everything else is basically just pure profit. I, if people are thinking about starting a business i'd almost recommend like trying a service business first like whatever that is it doesn't have to be an agency it could be like if you're great at copywriting maybe like start like maybe hiring some copywriters and create like a business selling copywriting services or whatever it is but like just the ability to not like the ability to start a business without having to like fork out a ton of money buying product or inventory or, or like building like like hiring devs to build a like a SaaS product is is quite a nice way to start a business. It's like a very, I don't say easy. Like it's definitely not easy. Like you gotta find clients and things, but it's it's a bit less like worrying. Like you don't have to sink a ton of money into it. So yeah, my my short my long answer is probably like trying to start your own business, but probably try and start a service business if you can. And then take it from there. Like once you've got a service business, you can either find like niches like we're, we're, we're constantly through the agency be like oh yeah that would be great if we could build a shopify app to do that like just having the base having the having the kind of the foundations of a service business provides income and also provides ample opportunity for you to scope out other 
interesting avenues, other like business opportunities, but all from the safety of having like a regular-ish income from clients. So yeah, that's kind of what I'd recommend. So kind of something with less overhead and so they could try out the business, experience what it's like to acquire new clients. And then that way they can use that skill for any future things that they decide to do if they either buy it or they create it from new. Yeah, exactly. So like find a skill, like everyone's got a skill or like learn a skill that you could kind of spin into a, into some kind of service business just because it's, it's, I think it's just a lot less stressful, like starting an, an, an e-commerce business is just, you're putting a lot of money on the table and before you've even got a client, I mean, and I see drop shipping, but like, I, that's kind of, I feel that's hard to make work these days. So yeah, at least the service business, you kind of know where you stand the whole time and you're not, it's not like you're forking out, like you could probably spin up a service business for a thousand bucks. Whereas to get like a decent e-com business going these days, like you probably need like 30 or 40 times that at minimum, really. So yeah, I, I kind of, I would recommend people, people try the service business route if they can, just because it provides you like, it gives you the entrepreneurship, like the backbone, it teaches you a ton of stuff. It teaches you like how to deal with clients, how to like invoice, how to like, like make money by yourself. And then also just gives you like a platform to, to look into doing other things, but with the safety of money coming in each month. Yeah. yeah. And what I love about the way, the way you've structured it is you know, all, all these apps you're saying, like you're seeing 9X for, <laughs> for buying an app. Insane. You, you have like a route for making that more profitable by just basically being high-end lead gen, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, most, that's, most acquisitions. We need, to do, we need to do that properly, but yeah, that's, that's kind <laughs> of, that's the idea. So yeah, we'll see, we'll see if that works out in, in, in practice. But yeah, that's, that's kind of the idea. And like, there's no reason it, I mean, it shouldn't. I mean, and, and at the end of the day, the, the revenue, buying you're buying a revenue generating asset as well it's not like pouring 100k into facebook ads which just like disappear into the ether and then like that's it and you might get no clients from it and there's like nothing else you can do <laughs> it's like this there's 100 100 grand just gone down the drain like at the end of the day if you drop 100 grand on an app and maybe i don't convert any of them to agency clients but i still am making probably like i get like three to five k a month maybe from that which is definitely not nothing so yeah i think it's I'm in a fortunate position having the agency that I can make more expensive apps, potentially profitable quicker. That's I'm just, I, I wouldn't like go crazy and pay like way over the odds, but if it was something I really wanted, love the, love the app, love the client base, like great reviews, like known for being like best in class in whatever it is. Maybe it's like sending happy birthday gift cards or whatever it is, but like, just being like kind of the, the top app in, in its little niche, hundred percent would, would pay over the odds for it. Yeah. At this rate, it'll be worth triple in four months. So. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's the funny. I mean, that's the thing. Like when I, when I flip it, like it doesn't, it doesn't make it more valuable. And so the other yeah. value is me just like extracting the customs from it. <laughs> nice. So yeah, it was awesome getting to know you, Tom, you know, we love having guests like you on. Cause like you're, you're someone that we haven't really talked to where you're like combining all of your different businesses. And that's super awesome. What we want to do here is like give you the opportunity to kind of plug your businesses into this podcast so people can come check it out. Of course, we'll put it in the description below of this episode. So just let us know what it's all about. Okay. So three businesses, 
So Aurora, uh, it can be found at auroramornings.co.com. So that's morning wellness, Shopify, like morning supplements, soon to be launching like breakfast products. And yeah, anyone wants a referral code or like, yeah, I'll send you, I'll send you, send, send uh, Daryl a referral code after this. So you can add to the podcast link. Then there's Superco, which is the agency. So anyone wants, I'll, I'll do do 10% off for like listeners to of this podcast. So we do everything kind of Shopify design development and admin. So that's like we crunch through like product catalogs and just make sure your store's running perfectly. We've got a team in the Philippines who are, who are all ex-Shopify who are absolutely amazing at, at just dealing with your Shopify issues. So you can find that at superco.io. Just yeah, if you like get in touch, say that you heard me on on buy what's the podcast called? Buy then build, buy and build. Buy and build, buy and yeah. Build. Buy and build. Buy and build, buy then build, whatever. Just let me know you if you heard me on the podcast, uh, and I'll I'll give you uh 10% off. Uh, and then the third is turtle, which is turtle without the U. So T-R-T-L-E, and that can be found at I can't remember the URL is the Shopify app store. I just type in turtle. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah i don't i think the url on that actually points to super on, on on the app actually points to superco but yeah if you i'm not sure actually how i can do i need to work out how to do like referrals or like discount codes and that but if anyone wants kind of a free couple of months of turtle if you've got a shopify store and you want some upsells cross sells improve the aov of your cart let me know get in touch tm at superco.io is probably the best email to get me at um so it's tm at superco io so it's my initials not tom or ping me on twitter if you're on trends ping me on like the trends group i'm pretty active and or linkedin i do answer linkedin i'm probably one of the few people left who does but yeah i'm 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 fairly online i'm always like happy and eager and willing to say hi and respond to people awesome yeah. thank you for thank you very thank much you for so coming much. on the show and like talking about everything we have to do with the show it's awesome Everyone else listening to the show, thank you for joining us on this call again. I really appreciate you. If you love the show, press subscribe, rate us, and like us. Until next time, we'll talk to you soon. You can find more episodes and a link to the community of Buy and Build Podcast at buybuildpod.com. Remember to like, rate, and share with your friends on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Join us again next week as we continue our journey. We'll see you in the next one.